With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. E-S-N-Y. It's a lot easier when there's actual baseball games on. Um, apparently, that's just not going to happen ever. Yeah, but I did see that the Yes Network, if I can ever watch it, is going to be doing a lot of pretty awesome encores coming up like this weekend and stuff like that, um, including Brett Gardner's Go Ahead Grand Slam, a.k.a. my first live reaction video for a Guardy party. So, Oof. That's Not a even one. a minute into the podcast, Brett Gardner and Guardy Parties are mentioned. That is a check. Yeah, we crossed that one off the list. Uh, got it done early this time. We're not going to wait till the very end before we mention, oh, well, what is Brett Gardner going to do when baseball comes back? Who knows? Who Brett knows? Gardner. Brett Gardner. No, don't worry. I have an update for him, too, of what he's doing and where he is right now. So ah, Weekly Brett Gardner update. All right. Correct. Well, this is episode 52 of the Bleacher Creatures podcast presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, and Warwick Gaming. As always, brought to you by Rivercrest NYC and still social distancing. Um, still got no baseball, but we have Tommy Canely. So we are a baseball podcast, not a math podcast, baseball podcast, not a math, not talking about baseball, but we're also not going to talk about math, but we can talk about video games. I think, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable that this is what we've been reduced to. Like, this is all we have. The Tommy Canely live streams a players league for the show. And it's like, I, that was the only, that's the only thing on my schedule this week. That's must watch. I have, I've never watched, I've never done this, okay? I've never watched a live stream of someone playing a video game. I've always thought that was idiotic. But Tommy Canely, big personality, awesome guy, fake, but also super realistic looking baseball. Yeah, I'm going to tune in, of course. So I did. I watched the first day. And oh boy, was it a rough one for our guy, Tommy Canely. I'm going to be honest. I don't think he knows how to play the game. I think it's the first time he's ever played MLB The Show because, wow. I've never played MLB The Show. And looking at it, I was like, "Does I thought he'd be good at this. <laughs> but He no. should be. I mean, he, he runs the video game Madden League for the team. Like, you would assume that this is somebody who you put a sports video game in his hand, and he's going to be able to kind of figure it out. That is you not see, the case. I feel like his playing style, both on the field and on video games, runs on pure adrenaline. Like, this guy is just, he's so excited. I bet you, for like the Madden Leagues and stuff like that, I, I'm assuming you can... You pick your own team, right? I, I'm acting dumb, but I'm not really that dumb. I just don't play video games. I think so. Okay. So obviously he's going to be picking a ton of Eagles players. He's very passionate about the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sure those games are just, he runs through those with pure adrenaline. And this, he just, you know, he was pretty, pretty calm actually for a while. Until he ran Aaron Hicks into the fence. That was pretty hilarious. Oof. Yeah, that was not a good look. And it was just... Oh, it was just stuff like he didn't know the right button to press to rob a home run with Aaron Hicks. So he just dives directly into the wall. And I'm just like, Tommy, what are you, what are you doing, man? You're out here. You have the best roster in the entire game. And you're out here and you're 0-4. And you're getting killed out there. What are you doing, man? And that was proven in the bottom of the first inning when their lineup scored four runs. So 
Yeah, I mean, he started off so great, too. Like, if you just took the first inning in the first game and extrapolated that over the series of, what was I think it ended up being, like, 12 total innings because they're only playing three-inning games. Like, Correct. Tommy Canely would have dominated this. Oh, except, for sure. Yeah, except almost immediately, the wheels just completely fell off. He missed fly balls in the outfield with Aaron Judge. I mean, Aaron Judge is a gold glove caliber outfielder. And you're telling me Tommy Canely isn't good enough at MLB The Show to just catch a routine fly ball. It just drops in behind him. And Aaron Judge has to now run all the way to the short porch. And we got fucking, oh, who do you play in the first round? Um, Dwight Smith Jr. Is that who it oh, was? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got, just got him running all the way around a third on a fly ball. Like, come on. Come on, Tommy. You got to be better than that. And the throw to third was almost missed there by G. Urshela. I mean, it's, you know, he, he's got some work to do. Like, if he wants to do us proud, like, he's got some work to do. He couldn't even decide, like, what play style he wanted to. He kept changing around, like, okay, I'm going to try this version of pitching. I'm going to try this version of pitching. Like, you couldn't figure one out that just works. By the way, it's the pulse pitching. That's the one that works. It's just a little circle, and you can always get it in the strike zone if you need to. Tommy Canley was not throwing a lot of strikes. I've never seen so many walks in a baseball video game before. It's really not that hard. And Tommy Canley sat Brett Gardner. So uh, strike one, missed the fly ball with Aaron Judge, which kind of was hilarious to watch. But at the same time, it would be hilarious if it was me. Like if I was playing and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that. Tommy Canley, known baseball player, and Aaron Judge, known all-star right field guy i guess i don't know why i just called him a right field guy right fielder like that's not even extra words i don't know but anyway you got him missing the fly ball and then you got him yelling at aaron judge and i'm like oh dude man you're just oh man but listen the other thing too and i think maybe this is why he was so bad when he called himself into the game which he pulled garrett cole in favor of himself in the second inning um it became very obvious that MLB The Show does not pay very close attention to anything besides the players' faces. Is this correct? Continue with your argument before I answer. (laughs) So obviously we saw some videos that people were posting. Um, Matthew Stucco was, um, he posted a video of Brett Gardner going up to bat and you're like, oh my God, that looks exactly like Brett Gardner. Never mind that the bat boy behind him looked exactly like Jason Giambi. And you're like, why is Jason Giambi a bat boy in MLB The Show? Little old, but whatever. So you get Tommy Canely coming into the game. Looks like Tommy Canely. He gets on the mound. Not Tommy Canely. Come on. We, he's got a reputation. Tommy tight pants. And yet his <laughs> butt does not. The, the video game just doesn't do it justice. How could you do that to Tommy? I'd be upset if I were him too. No, they don't call him Tommy Thunder Thighs for nothing. Mm-mm. Like he's got he's got tree trunks for legs. And he it's has, just you gotta show yeah. it. You gotta show it. And he's got junk in the trunk. We saw it. We saw it in the uh the spring training videos. Like that's Tommy Canley. That's who he is. Forget his face. Just make sure that his butt is exactly how it looks. <laughs> well, now I know what clip is going on social media this week. It's true. Listen, it's a disgrace to not be able to do that justice because that is our recognizing factor of Tommy Canely besides his unintelligible Tommy noises. It's his butt. We did get some unintelligible Tommy noises, specifically when he couldn't field a fly ball with Aaron Judge. He goes, what? 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 I don't. What? What are you? What are you doing? What? What? Oh, Tommy, man. I mean, this is a bad look, but like this is the content we're here for. Exactly. Exactly. And the other thing, too, about, um, you know, his whole his whole thing is he also loves apparently to drink watermelon uh, sparkling water. So I'm sure that watermelon sparkling water has sold out everywhere because that's his new favorite drink. No more Red Bulls for Tommy Canley. No, no more Red Bulls for Tommy Canley. That's why Mm -hmm. he was so good in 2019. He stopped drinking seven Red Bulls a day. It calmed down just a little bit, just a little. Maybe now it's the watermelon seltzers. Who knows? Who knows? But oh yeah, man. I just I don't how, like how did Tommy Canley get picked for this? Like the Yankees didn't have like an internal discussion. Like the players are like, all right, who do we think would be best to represent our team in this in this tournament? Well, Tommy's definitely gonna have the most fun, but I mean, have you seen him actually play the game? Like I don't I don't like, think they so. Didn't have, they didn't host auditions or anything. 
No, and I, I mean, we know that Luis Severino and Glaber Torres play because Glaber may or may not be cheating when they play together. But at least hey, Glaber knows how to win. Right, and Luis Severino doesn't have anything else he can do right now. No, absolutely not. He could just be playing the show. He could be so sick at the show right now. It's just all he's doing. He works out for like an hour a day doing a little bit of rehab work and then just, all right, let's get on the sticks for eight hours. I bet you Luis Severino has a troll account and he's just one of those people commenting below Tommy Canely's Twitch account. And he's just like, oh, my God, this guy's terrible. Get him off here. I mean, there had to be some people from the team that were watching this stream who are now like. Oh, Tom, like, first of all, you gave up four runs with Garrett Cole. Like, that's not boding well for how well Garrett Cole is going to pitch when he actually pitches for the Yankees. Like, you're not putting on a good show for him. And then you bring yourself into the game and then you give up more runs. You can't even throw a strike with yourself. And he said that, too. He's like, yeah, guys, I, I lost it. I don't know what's going on. 2020, maybe not the season of Tommy Canely, but hopefully this video game is not representative of what's going to happen when baseball oh, actually hopefully starts not. hopefully not well we're not even going to get a 2020 season i've accepted it and it's just a reality of the situation yeah i mean i wrote an article on it um basically don't give us fake baseball like don't give us a half-hearted lackluster proposal just to get the sport back because we all know that the second that someone else gets diagnosed or there's someone showing symptoms, the whole thing's going to shut down anyway. So we want real baseball. If you, it has to take a little bit longer in order to get actual baseball back or just get the whole season, which sucks because my thread is going to go so much longer on Twitter. You know, oh we my, just, I can't even imagine that you're going to be up in like the, the 400s. I'm at 177 today. Oof. 177. Yeah, that's, that's way too long to have without baseball. I had uh I went back and looked. I haven't seen a position player pitching since September. So I hopped on the show and I got all of the Padres pitchers ejected from the game and then put Fernando Tatis in just to just to have a position player pitching. Because that's like wondering. that's what I live for. <laughs> I was wondering how you manage that. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I live for. And obviously I was playing against the Astros because if you have to hit a bunch of people, I mean, there's no there's no better team. If you right, have exactly. to just bean everybody, it's got to be the Astros. And honestly, I don't know. Like I said, don't know much about video games. But when you play the Astros, is the strike zone just on the player? Uh, it might be. Um, Should be. I remember we, we talked about this a few weeks ago when you when you get the game, it has to it takes a long time to actually install mm-hmm. So they make you play a demo game of last year's World Series. And it's basically just like a 45 minute to an hour wait where all you can do is play the game. So if you're just waiting around for all that time and the Astros are the other team, I mean, you're just asking for it. Yeah, you know, you know what everyone's doing. No one's actually playing that game between the Nationals and the Astros. They're just trying to see how many pitchers they can get ejected before the game finishes installing. Or how far that the uh, the batter can carry the bat down the baseline before someone yells at them. True. Bat flips. Bat flips mm. are everything. Oh, bat flips. Ah, stop. I know. It makes me so excited. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking about watching a game tonight. I think I'm going to go back um, last season and watch some of the, the awesome games. I'm thinking of the... Uh, well, Labor Day weekend game with Mike Ford's walk-off and superior bat flip. Like oh, 100 that, that out was of the 10. best bat flip of the year. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you said that. Plus, it had a Brett Gardner game tying home run, which was even better. Obviously. You should go back and watch the uh, the 2017 game against the Cubs when Brett hit the walk off homer. I can oh, tell you. I guess exactly it wasn't a walk off. I... I guess it was a go ahead homer. But oh, man, that was amazing. Yes. Oh, my God. And then two nights later, they played what, 14 innings or something? Um, yes, something like that. Yeah, they played uh, that's one of my innings. favorite Brett Gardner memories. Honestly, that's one of my favorite series of the 2017 season. But I was literally running on the treadmill and I started jumping up and down on the treadmill. So I'm like skip swimming in the air and like trying to run at the same time. And I was like, oh, my God, my mom's like, are you okay?" And I wasn't. But you know what? It's fine because that was one of the best moments down to the final strike. No chance. Wind is just ripping through Wrigley Field. And all of a sudden, Brett Freaking Gardner goes and his celebration around the base paths, just the most incredible celebration I've seen from that man. Ah, I love it. 
See, that's what we're missing out on this year. Those moments, this was supposed to be such a great year for the Yankees where they were just going to be dominating everybody. And we just, we don't get those moments. We don't get the Mike Ford bat flip. Like of all people, who would have thought that Mike Ford would have the best bat flip of 2019? Mike Ford. I didn't even know who Mike Ford really was before the season started. I was like, I don't know. I think I kind of recognize that guy's name. I think he played in a few spring games a couple years ago, maybe. But like, Hitting big home runs in September and just throwing his bat into the fucking atmosphere. Let's go. The pride of Princeton. There you go. And he pitched last year, too. And that was even better. Oh, that was amazing. He just he looked so happy out there. We were losing by so much and he was just giving up home runs left and right. But he just looked so happy. Yeah, exactly. And that's what the game is all about. Obviously not losing by 20 runs. You know, that's that's not part of the game that I like. But. I love watching the players just enjoy themselves. And it just reminds you that these are, they're just kids. They're grown up kids playing the game that we've loved to play for years. So it's a beautiful sport. It's a beautiful thing. I definitely want it back, but I want it back the right way. Fair. Now, speaking of getting the game back the right way, uh, we got a little bit of news that they might realign the divisions for this year. What do you think of that? So, um, like I said, not a huge, huge fan of not getting it back normally. Um, I said this in my article too. Baseball fans are, are traditionalists in the purest form. You know, we say we want baseball back. The second baseball comes back in any format other than what we're used to. I mean, hands are going to fly like it's ridiculous. But um, I was intrigued. I was a little intrigued by that. So separating it with the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League. Um, so in that case, the Yankees would be facing some different division rivals, um, potential new rivalries. I mean, in their division, they've got the Phillies. They would have the Blue Jays. They would have the Pittsburgh Pirates. And do you remember what the fourth team was? I think it was it the wasn't... Mets. Was it the Mets? I, you know, I'm not even sure if it was the Mets. Um, we'll have to look it up. But I think it's another National League team. But the positive about this is, you know, you would get to see the Yankees play some different teams. So it wouldn't all be the same old, same old. Um, you get to play the Phillies multiple times. Not really sure how many games you would actually play. Um, which would be pretty fun. Didi Gregorius. You got David Robertson. Um, right? Is David Robertson out of Phillies? Yeah. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I don't know if he's hurt, though. I feel like he he got hurt and he had surgery. Oh, so true. I don't know if he's back this year or if he's hurt for this year. Um, it was so long ago and we haven't had baseball in so long. I just can't remember <laughs> anymore. Well, and then you got Joe Girardi, too. So you get to see that potential new rivalries. I love the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, I, I just really enjoy watching them play. They're also not the best team. So that makes it a little easier. Um, and I guess one of the other things is. This could mean a beautiful thing for the DH position. Yes. We could have a universal DH this year. Yes. Stop letting pitchers hit. That's all I want. No more pitchers hitting. It's stupid. Ever since Ming Wong, just always been against the, uh, the National League. DH. And you know what? That was against the Astros when the Astros were in the National League. So once again, fuck the Astros. Oh, Allison cursed on the podcast. Oh, no. I, I do that occasionally. I just don't really drop the F-bomb. I did it last week, too. Oh, boy. Well, you know what? The Astros deserve it. Fuck the Astros. Right. So, uh, yeah, stop letting pitchers hit. It would give a, It would make it easier to use the universal DH rule, which is awesome. Um, help the National League teams kind of see how it works, see how much better it is when you do it for an entire season because that way you don't have to worry about switching divisions and switching when you're playing certain opponents and anything like that um i think it's an intriguing idea yeah it just the the biggest thing against pitchers hitting is people saying oh that's not how baseball was meant to be played and that's going to take away all the strategy of the game well you know what I don't care if the double switch becomes a thing of the past so that pitchers don't have to hit anymore it's just it's so dumb. I mean, I say this all the time. When baseball was invented, we didn't have every single person in the league coming out and gassing 98 on the black. That just didn't exist. They were throwing like 85 right down the middle in 1880. Like, it's just, it's not realistic for pitchers to hit anymore. 
I don't care about the double switch if it means there's an automatic out in the lineup every single time. And I will gladly give up the two times a year that a pitcher on your team hits a home run if it means that we can get someone in there who actually knows how to swing the bat. And honestly, I mean, I if a pitcher wants to hit, Madison Bumgarner wants to hit, if Noah Syndergaard wants to hit, cool. Whatever, let him hit. Put him in your lineup and do that. But you're going to be losing potential home runs, potential better base runners. Because um, if your pitcher gets on base, you know, hits a hits a single, that dude's not scoring from first on a double. And you don't want him to score first on a double. Hey. There's the cat. Yep, the cat is here. Uh, what time is it? Oh, right on time. Right on time. Yeah, right on time. 20 minutes. But. Yeah, I mean, show me show me the National League manager who, if given the option to have a DH in the game, is still going to be like, you know what, I think I think I want Madison Bumgarner in there still. I think I want him to hit. Like, no, no one's going to do that. That's unrealistic. Madison Bumgarner is, is one of the best hitting pitchers in the league, and there's not a single team that would rather have him with the stick in his hand than just a DH. I have to agree to that. I definitely do. But yeah, I think that um, it definitely explores some different options. It wouldn't be the game like we're used to, which is very tough to accept. But if you do want baseball this year, that's not a terrible, terrible proposal. I would like baseball this year. I know you're, I mean, you're totally right. If we get like some half-assed version of baseball at first, I'm just going to be glad that baseball is back. And then you know, six innings into a seven inning doubleheader, I'm going to be like, all right, well, this is this is stupid. This is we're almost done with this game already. We should right. be only two thirds of the way. There's and then where's the stretch? Left. Where's the stretch, James? We don't where know where the seven stretch? inning stretches. What about the God Bless America song? We don't know what's going to happen. Totally gone. There's so many questions. So many questions about that. If it's a traditional nine inning games, but they change up the division slightly, I would be decently okay with that. However, it's not going to start in May, and it shouldn't start in May because that is just not it's safe. Way too soon. It's just it's, way too soon. Yeah, it's it's definitely not going to happen then. So you know what? We're going to have to wait a little bit longer. It sucks, but listen, you don't want them to come out and have them all of a sudden have to cancel every single thing once again because someone else gets sick. No, that would break my heart even more because I'm going right, to be like, exactly. I got, got like, I got a slight taste of it. Like baseball was back for a second. We had it. Right. And then right. it gets ripped away from me yet again. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You don't want that. So uh, as much as you guys say you want it to start as soon as possible, you don't want that. You just don't listen to me. You don't want it. No. And even, even if they do come back, there's going to be no fans. I mean, did you see the, uh, the highlight of someone in the Chinese baseball league hit a home run and they panned to him rounding the bases and they panned to where the ball went and then they panned to behind home plate in the stands and there were like mannequins and signs and stuff and i was like this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen like you're if putting they... fake people out there <laughs> interesting i didn't see that i'll have to look it up but if they do mannequins and fake people at games and stuff like that uh I would love to donate an outfit to a mannequin just to have a just a, a man a manic Allison there. <laughs> I just li I like to combine words and so they make sense. I like puns and stuff like that, but I would love to donate one of my outfits to a mannequin just so I can be like I was there. I was a part of this messed up season. It was just so like it's so absurd. Like I don't know, maybe they're pumping like artificial crowd noise into the stadium, and they're just hoping that the players are running by third too fast to notice that all the crowd cheers that they're getting are coming from the stadium, <laughs> the stadium speakers, and the fake mannequin has been holding up the same sign in the exact same spot for like three hours. Like, hey, maybe just... they're <laughs> maybe they're just super super resilient, and they just they don't want to sit down. That's unbelievable. If I had to stand for three hours, I don't think I don't think I would survive. I think I would actually just like crumble into a ball and die if I had to stand for three hours consecutively. I'm not a big stander. I will sit whenever given the opportunity. OK, uh, well, good to know. Um, great. I'm glad you're sitting during this podcast, too. Um, but, you know, the weird thing is having no fans. Obviously, it's for safety precautions, but it really probably affects the way of 
like the intensity of the game, the intensity of the players in general. I mean, how many times have you seen players just feed off of the fan energy and the the excitement in the stadium? Like, it's going to be like a spring training game every single game. It's going to be weird. I mean, even in spring training, though, people cheer. Like, people get excited. It's going to be even worse. It's going to be like they're just, like, playing a scrimmage on the backfields. Like, no right. one even knows it's going on over there. Yeah, very true. How is Tommy Cantley going to get pumped up if there's no fans to pump up? Masahiro Tanaka. <laughs> I feel that's... like the, I feel like the two of them have a pretty good dynamic going. You know, absolutely. I, I Tanaka like has to be the funniest person in that locker room, like low key, because he's just like everybody loves him so much. Well, yeah, exactly. How can you not? He's adorable. Like he's just a just. I feel like I've talked about him before, where I just wanted to like. You know, shrink him down and put him in my pocket and just walk around with him <laughs> just like for pure entertainment. Like, just sounds like a great guy. I mean, his interviews are great. He everyone just loves him. He's he's a good dude. And you know what? Uh, this could potentially be the last season for Tanaka in the Bronx. Yep, that's another good point. All of the free agents who would have been free agents after this year are still going to be free agents. Um, obviously everyone first thinks of Mookie Betts who signed, who got traded to the Dodgers and might not play a single game for them. Might just go right back to the Red Sox for a huge contract. But like, that would be one of the most ridiculous anecdotes of baseball history. Like imagine 50 years from now, like a picture of Mookie Betts with the Dodgers surfaces and some kids goes, grandpa, why? I didn't know Mookie Betts played for the Dodgers. He doesn't have any stats listed well, on he baseball reference. Well, that's kind of complicated sport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know if you've been following this, but Brian Hoke has been um, doing like the the simulated season. Yep. Very interesting. I just kind of wanted to go over some of the stats, if you don't mind. Cause yes, absolutely. I know Gary Sanchez is having a hell of a season. Gary so... Sanchez, seven home runs so far. Like, Let's go, Gary. He is Tearing a monster. Tearing it up. Where are all the Gary haters at now? They're definitely not in Brian Hoke's mentions. All I know is they're not in Gary Sanchez's mentions either because he keeps commenting back to all those little kids coloring his picture because he is the greatest human being alive. Oh, that, I mean, that's the Yankees are just so great. All of them are just the nicest. Are you going to cry, James? I might cry thinking about Gary Sanchez just like interacting with young fans. just Because that's like that's the dream of kids. To get like right. a, a professional baseball player to just like notice you at all or to, even yeah. more to like respond to you on Twitter and be like, hey, like this is amazing what you did. What you drew is the best thing I've ever seen. Like, I think if I was a 10 year old kid, I might die if that happened. I would just like I would definitely cry. I'd be like, this is the greatest day of my life. I think as a 27 year old currently, I, I definitely cried reading those. <laughs> so I can only imagine if he had, you know, responded to like something I did. I'd be like oh my gosh, Gary Sanchez noticed me. Like, how cool is that? This guy is just like, he has the world at his fingertips and he's spending his time using those fingertips to respond to people on Twitter. And it's just great. Oh, great guy. Great guy, Gary. So he deserves all he's got coming to him. Right now he's batting 271, seven home runs, 17 RBIs, well and above everyone else. Um, he is looking good in the simulated season. Um, you know who else is looking pretty good? Brett Gardner. Obviously. Um, Brett Gardner's batting 310. Um, I believe he has four home runs. Power no, numbers. Zero. Oh, my bad, my bad. Um, he has zero home runs. My bad. <laughs> I don't know where I got that. Um I thought Pat I thought he had a three home run game. I thought he did I'm too. I'm pretty sure so I saw that I'm tweet. Well, I'm looking at I'm looking at from yesterday. Um Unless he had a three home run game today and I just missed it. Um, you know who else is doing surprisingly well and has gotten time on the uh, on the roster is freaking Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier. Finally, he gets his shot. Yes. Um, Clint Frazier is batting 319 with five home runs and 13 RBIs. Ooh, get him. Clint Frazier playing left field primarily. Um, so listen, obviously we don't know how the, the season would play out, but this is a kind of cool thing to, to see, um, going about, but the only problem is that Garrett Cole has not been doing so well. So 
Oh, plenty of time to turn it around. You know, whole right. thing spring training at the time that we did, I think he really just needed those extra two weeks to really sharpen up. And now that he didn't have them, I mean, Brian Hoke's projections have to be all over the place. He'll turn it around. Um, here's some more stats for you people. Um, DJ LeMayhew not doing as well as we would have expected right now. He's batting 277, one home run, eight RBIs. Um, his home run came today actually. So he had that and, um, really the stats don't look too terrible for the offense, which is a great, great sign. Uh, but a couple more, uh, just kind of quick notes. Glaber Torres, he's only batting 260. He does have four home runs so far. Um, Giancarlo Stanton, ah, oh, that man just spent all of last season at home and it's working. Um, he's batting 378 with four home runs and eight RBIs. Uh, and then da, 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 Miguel and Duhar coming out strong, 291 batting average. Gio Urshela, 297. So maybe last year wasn't a fluke. I just wish this was the whole season right now because I'm getting so invested. And then they're going to come back and Gio Urshela is going to bat like 133. And I'm like, well, he was batting 297. I mean, it's just... It's just so crazy that in the middle of April, the things that we're most excited about in baseball are Brian Hoke's simulations and mm-hmm. Tommy Canely playing MLB The Show. Like, that's just, it's absurd. This doesn't feel real still. It feels like it's still February. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, and then, of course, there is sad news to share on the passing of uh, Hank Steinbrenner yesterday not due to any sort of covid related illness but a previous illness that has been ongoing um so very very sad 2020 has been a freaking tough year man not a good one we also have another bit of sad news uh photographer anthony cowsey who i did not know who he was at all until he passed away and then i realized that he's pretty much taken every iconic yankees photo of all time like Mariano running out from the bullpen, Derek Jeter touching the touching the why well, I want to thank God for making me a Yankee sign. Like it's just that's a rough loss too. Yeah, that's it's really been a tough week. Um tough week, tough year. Uh obviously very, very sad and uh Anthony's was uh COVID related. So that um very, very tough to hear, of course. But I, I really enjoyed looking at all of the um, the pictures that athletes were posting. You know, it's it's really incredible to kind of see all those pictures because not just the Yankees, but he's taken so many other just iconic photos. And you just see these players, they, they recognize it. They know him, you know, and they know him by name. And even though we might not know him until now after he has passed, it's – it's something that's pretty incredible that all the athletes came together and shared their pictures. So yeah, really talented guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry. I'm responding to Phil Hughes's tweet. He just tweeted two hours ago. Love Phil Hughes. Great guy. He Phil said, Hughes is amazing. Yeah. Right. He said, I really want to be friends with someone that calls potatoes taters. And I do. I call them taters. <laughs> that is not what, <laughs> listen, I am 100% Irish, and I can tell you they are not supposed to be called taters. They are potatoes, and they are a staple of my people. Okay, listen. Let me tell you about this. So um, I live in Syracuse currently. There. I just gave it away. I live in Syracuse currently. Um, We have the Syracuse Mets. So the Mets AAA team is here. Uh, so they arrived last year. So we watched, you know, Tim Tebow play. We actually watched, um, some former major leaguers as well, which was pretty cool too. But up here they have a a promotion. So we try and change the team's names, uh, to famous plates like around the area, famous dishes. So in Rochester, they're the, uh, the garbage plates. I I loved garbage plates in college. I knew that's what you were going to say first. Those were amazing. I'm from Rochester and I just, I don't like garbage plates. Um, I don't like the food to touch. So that's, that's the problem. (laughs) So might as well just eat like regular meal. Um, if you don't know what garbage plates are, it's really just like Mac salad, um, hot sauce, meat sauce, uh, 
fried taters, <laughs> um, home fries, basically. Uh, and then you can really include like onions. You can include other sorts of, you know, you have a topping. Either it's like a, a hamburger, hot dogs, grilled cheese, which grilled cheese was always the best. Um, and basically, you just kind of mix it all together and eat it. It's, so. it's It has a very specific client base, and we both know what that client base is. Uh, incredibly intoxicated college students. Not necessarily. Jim Gaffigan tried it and he loved it. So, um, and he was sober, I think. Uh, but in Syracuse, our team for the Syracuse Mets turns into the Syracuse salt potatoes because salt potatoes are uh, a big, big production of this area. So my ultimate Frisbee team is also named after we love potatoes. Like potatoes are our favorite thing. So we would go to those games when they turned into the Syracuse salt potatoes. I have two jerseys for the Syracuse salt potatoes. Best jerseys I've owned. It's hilarious. I wish I could show you right now, but it's all the way over on the other side of my room. Um, but so like they would do it on Thursday nights and on Thursday nights, they would transform it into tater town USA. So literally we would go eat some salt potatoes, which are phenomenal, covered in butter, love butter. And we would go to Tater Town USA and we'd uh, we'd say Tater's going to Tate, you know? Honestly, minor league baseball teams have by far the best promotions of any sports league ever. Like there is nothing that can compare it. Like when, the, when Scranton did the backyard baseball nights, like it doesn't get any better than that. Right, right. Absolutely. It was uh, literally so much fun. And they would have, of course, now I'm missing minor league baseball. Go figure. Um, but, you know, they'd have like dollar Thursdays where things like the hot dog was a dollar and stuff like that. And drafts were a dollar. Even the 1911 cider. If any of you have never had 1911 cider, it's based here in Syracuse. So phenomenal. Order some now. You can order online, free delivery throughout New York State. I'm just doing an ad for Beacon Skiff because that's that's what it is. But um, yeah, it's uh, this is a big potato town here. I wasn't expecting to hear that Syracuse is a big potato town. I've never heard that before. I know pretty much every single upstate stereotype there is to know is most of my college friends lived upstate or around or like Buffalo, Syracuse, Rochester, Albany. Like I know every single upstate stereotype there is, but I did not know that Syracuse was a big potato town. Well, did you know that Syracuse is also called the Salt City? I didn't know that either. I'm starting to think I don't know as many stereotypes as I thought I did. Maybe you should look it up. But um, and yeah, and I just want to give a shout out to Mike Lindsley. Um, he is a podcaster. He is a PA announcer. He does like on field stuff for the Syracuse Mets. So he got me some tickets last year. So I was able to to go and enjoy some of the games by myself. Just literally sit there and do the scorebook. Loved it. Um, so just shout out to him. Hopefully we can get back out on the field soon. But um, yeah, I miss the minor league baseball now. Absolutely. I remember Mike's uh, Mike's the one doing all the giveaways, right? He, does, he always does yes. those giveaways. I haven't won one yet, but. Oh, I did. And actually, I met him at the game to get it. So it was it worked out perfectly. But um, yeah, no, he is definitely awesome and uh, definitely a good follow on uh, Yankees Twitter and stuff like that, too. Um, but yeah, minor league baseball, man. I miss it. But yes, yeah, Syracuse is a potato town. So there. Phil Hughes. I will call potatoes taters all the time. That's what I do. Okay. Phil Hughes is getting real caught up in the internet life. He's, uh, I don't think he's really fully comprehended how to deal with people who are mean to him online because he takes his eBay comments and his YouTube comments and he takes them to Twitter. And it's like, Phil, no, buddy, like people are dicks online. It's just going to happen. Like you got to brush that off. Otherwise, more people are going to be dicks to you on Twitter. And you don't deserve that, Phil. You're a great dude. Phil Hughes, salt of the earth, great human being. I mean, I've never met him, but I'm sure. Oh, and yeah. He's hilarious. I mean, yeah, it's it's Phil Hughes. Come on. You think we could get Phil Hughes on here to talk about Jabba Chamberlain? That would be awesome. I love Jabba Chamberlain. Jabba Chamberlain was my favorite pitcher when I was growing up, and I really? hated seeing him move to starter. Yeah, I, it should have been like Mariano Rivera or Andy Pettit, but once Jabba showed up and he was doing the fist pumping and he had the chain, and I was like, this is my guy. This is it. 
This guy is so fucking good. It's unbelievable. And then they tried to make him a starter, and then they moved him back to the bullpen, and then a starter, and it was just like, ah, I hated it. Yeah, the back and forth, back and forth. We know how that worked out, and uh, Luis Sessa, you know, Luis Sessa. That's all I'm going to say. Luis Sessa is going to be the reverse Jabba Chamberlain. Exactly. No, I love Jabba when he first came up. Um, I know we talked about it before. I had the Jabba Rules shirt and everything, and I was emotionally invested in those rules, too. Like, I would watch the games and be like, no, this can't happen. Like, that's that's not with the rules. Like, yeah, no, it doesn't work. Doesn't work like that. Doesn't work. Can't do it. And a lot of people made fun of it. But you know what? They handled him the way they needed to handle him. And they handled him pretty well. So, um, but yeah, I definitely enjoyed his presence. Uh, great, great guy. And the other thing, too, is this reminds me of an embarrassing story. Do you want me to share it? Uh, on the podcast? Absolutely. Great. Okay, so when I was younger, um, I had this friend that I played Little League softball with. Um, Her name was Jenna. So I'm going to have Jenna listen to this because she's going to love it. So uh, I was going through my desk when I was moving out of my uh, home in Rochester and I found all these like notes and I was like, why are these notes here? You know, so Jenna and I used to write notes like back and forth, like little notes just about the Yankees all the time. So like my dad would pass it off to her dad who'd give it to her and then, you know, vice versa. So we'd get all these notes and I read this note that was talking about, I was like, oh, I was watching the game last night and there's some new pitcher in here and his name is Jabba. Like what kind of name is Jabba? And then I was like, I'm not sure if I like him, but whatever. See you later. Peace. You know, like the little, <laughs> honestly, I don't know how old I was at the time, but I was probably, I can really tell you old. exactly how old you were. You were <laughs> old enough that you used aim all the time. I never had aim. So, oh, but yeah, no. So that's you missed out you know. on, on the best so, thing of childhood. That was like everything in middle school was, what's your screen name? What's your screen name? So I used notes to talk about how much I was unsure about Jabba Chamberlain. The other one I was unsure about was Melky Cabrera. Because I remember he hit a walk-off hit for like one of his really early on at bats. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I like this guy. And I was just like ranting and raving about Melky Cabrera too. And of course I was like, what kind of name is Melky? So um, I was old enough to know better, but I still have the note proof, and it's very <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> Unbelievable. I still can't believe you didn't have an aim. Like, that was – that's how everybody communicated. That was before, like, you had unlimited texting, too. It was like you'd mm-hmm. send one text to somebody and be like, talk to me on aim. Mm-hmm. No, um, I, I never had aim we would, I would communicate with people like via email, which is really funny. Um, and then I also, my parents didn't really want me to have it. So I ended up making an account on a Danny Phantom fan forum website. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Allison. I can't help myself. I'm still on there. I'm just kidding. I'm not still on there. I mean, I would be shocked if that forum was even still around, let alone that you were still on it. Probably not. But no, I was a major contributor at the time. That was the extent of my internet usage as a child. Oh, man. You've been writing since day one. You just traded in the Yankees for Danny Phantom. Why am I saying this? I don't know why I did (laughs) This there is, you go. This is you know, all we got. There's no baseball to talk about, so we're just going to talk about all of Allison's embarrassing stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just we're going a little bit crazy, but it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're I fine. feel like there's I feel no like baseball. the dog we on fire. Gif. We don't need it. We don't need baseball. Oh, Who are man. we kidding? I need baseball. I need it back. But <laughs> I know exactly when Tommy Canley's going live again. Like that's how badly I need it back. Yeah. Well, hey, I I just wanted to cover also like what we've learned this week in Yankees baseball, because we haven't learned much. I just wanted to say this offseason, I have learned a decent amount about some of the players personal lives. Um, Obviously, Amy Cole is could be signed by any major league team and she is the goat. Like I bow down to her completely. Absolutely. Rocket arm. Just awesome. Awesome person. Um, that's, I guess the theme for today. Awesome people. Um, we've also learned about Tommy Canely and the fact that he really can't play video games and he is a watermelon seltzer guy. 
Um, he said seltzer. He meant sparkling water, but I'm not really sure because um, I couldn't see the label. But so, I mean, we learned that about him. We learned that Brian Cashman um, looks hilarious in workout clothes. That is really funny. Did you see the video today? I didn't, but I think I'm going to I'm going to have to ask you to send that my way. <laughs> I think Absolutely. I need to see that. So um, Brian Cashman and I believe the strength coach for the Yankees uh, sent are sending out like in-home workout videos you can do. So Brian Cashman's wearing sweatpants and a T-shirt. And I'm like, who oh is this man? But yeah, he, he looks pretty funny in them, but it's actually a pretty good workout. Here comes the cat again. Um, so pretty good well, workout. It's been about 20 minutes. So <laughs> they just want to keep us fit. That's really all. Um, I mean, but besides that, like. I haven't learned much. They're pretty quiet. They shouldn't be, though. Like, this is Major League Baseball really, like, has to take this opportunity to be like, okay, like, I don't care if you don't want to show your personality to the fans. Like, do it anyway. Because we really need it right now. Right, exactly. We need some positive news. We need some good people. Um, We need more Gary Sanchez's in the world, to be completely honest. We need Uh, more Tommy Canely's who are maybe a little bit better at video games. Yeah, that too. Um, I will also say, though, that I did see on Twitter, Didi Gregorius is doing a big push for healthcare heroes, which is awesome, um, and was requesting people to uh, to send over their loved one's information about, you know, what they do, how they're helping out in this time of crisis so he could recognize them. And I think that's awesome. Um, and if you haven't checked it out, if you're an artist, um, Didi also posted a pair of his uh, favorite blank canvases, a.k.a. shoes. Um, and he is requesting people to send in their personal artwork to um, get put on his shoes for hopefully Players Weekend. But I'm assuming that it would be something that he would just do to kind of wear around because he loves to do that artwork. So, Absolutely. Um, Didi. I want players should have custom spikes. I'm very big on that. I think that would be amazing. Yes. Yeah. I found a pair of shoes the other day that someone hand painted with uh, Yankees logo and Brett Gardner's um, name and number on the other side. And I was like, this is awesome. This is perfect. Right. I was like, ooh, I kind of want these. Um, And it just got me thinking more about, you know, different players and what they're wearing and everything. And they should be able to wear whatever shoes they freaking want to wear because why not? Right. Absolutely. I've had this. I've had this targeted ad from Dick's Sporting Goods popping up all over my social media for like, it must be like a month now of uh, spikes that are inspired by Big League Chew. And like the original flavor is just like, it says like out of here original and it's white and red and it's got like gum on it. And I was like, this is maybe the coolest spike I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I, I don't even, I don't even play right now. I really kind of need these. I don't know where I'm going to wear them, but like, I need them. Hmm. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Well, anything else you have to say? Obviously, today's Jackie Robinson Day. Thank you, Jackie Robinson, for all you did for uh, helping make our game more inclusive and being just an awesome, amazing player that we can watch out for. Number 42 forever. Absolutely. I wrote every single book report in middle school on Jackie Robinson. Every single time I had to write a book report, I was like, all right, Jackie Robinson, let's go. Let's find a new book. Wow. Good for you. That's dedication. Yeah. I mean, he was awesome. Um, yeah, but I think we're running out of baseball topics to talk about because there's no baseball. I mean, like we ever talked about baseball at all during this either. But um, <laughs> to be completely honest, I just want to end this with... Um, Favorite bat flip of all time. Oh, Dee Dee. Dee Dee. 2017. You stole mine. I mean, that's that's the best one. <laughs> it, it is. is. Objectively, it is. like the best just bat so flip freaking, ever. Oh, my God. So smooth. Dee Dee Gregorius just is the... We just talked about Dee Dee. But he is the absolute epitome of the perfect bat flip. All the time. Forever. Absolutely. And it's just everything that led up to that moment. You're in a one game playoff. Luis Severino's your ace. He gets knocked out in the first inning. You're down three runs. And then here comes Didi, smacks the ball, and then without even missing a beat, just flips it. And it was just like so smooth and casual, but it was so like aggressive at the same time. Like it really was the perfect bat flip. It was. 
it was like don't give me that jose bautista like you know just like oh let me stare for five minutes and then decide that i finally want to flip the bat to make it look you know macho and badass no dd gregorius's was so organic and just perfection that is the best bat flip of all time i completely 100 percent agree I think Mike Ford's bat flip is still the most organic of all time because he didn't even realize that he flipped his bat. Someone told him after the game, and it was like, yo, that was a good bat flip, Mike. And he was like, what? What? what I do? <laughs> oh, I guess I did a bat flip. <laughs> Look at that. We do also have to give some credit to Aaron Hicks just because the bat drop that he does oh, at the end smooth. with the freaking smooth swing. Oh, love it. Love it. Actually, you know what? I might go watch a game where yeah, I might go watch that uh, 12 inning game. No, 11 inning game in Minnesota. I might do that today. Yeah, he hit the uh, game-tying home run in that one, too. I remember that. Oh, my God. You know what? I was at a bar watching it with my friends, and they were down, and they started coming back. And I was like, ooh, this could be a good comeback. And then I went home, and they continued to come back. And then I literally left the room for about five seconds to go brush my teeth. And I hear Ryan Rucco yelling. And I'm like, what just happened? And then uh, that's when he hit his home run. Yeah, I think that might have been the best game of the year. I love I love Ruko calling it. He gets really, really into the home run calls. I mean, Kay is like a professional and he does a good job. But like I saw a clip of that 500 footer Aaron Judge hit in Seattle. Yes. Like, you don't even know where this ball came down. And Ruko didn't even say it was a home run. He was just like, that is absolutely clobbered. Yeah. And I was like, OK, we all know what he's saying here. But like he said it with such flair. Right. Actually, you know what? I think I'm going to go onto YouTube and watch the best Yankees fan reactions. That's what I'm going to do. So I'm hoping to see that if that's such a video. If not, we have to make one. But I'm thinking, like, remember that kid in Toronto that was watching and had the Aaron Judge sign the whole time? And then Aaron Judge was the home run. See? Exactly. I want to watch those types of moments because I want to live vicariously through them. What you really want is to see yourself on one of these videos, though, huh? Just if a guardy party sneaks into this, I'm not I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I was thinking about watching old games and redoing guardy parties like I'd never seen them before. And um, but, you know, that takes a lot of time and I, I still have to work. I'm a I'm a worker bee. So absolutely. Well, you you got to watch uh, Tommy Canely's Players League games because Brett Gardner is the first one off the bench. So oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Brett Gardner comes in, launches one like we need a guardy party video. Ooh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll watch those. That sounds like a good idea, actually. Thank you for the suggestion. Absolutely. Okay, so we'll wrap it up there. Uh, very impressed with us for getting to over 50 minutes with no baseball news. That's well, very impressive. I shared embarrassing stories, that's why. Yes. Uh, if you enjoyed Allison's embarrassing stories, you should feel free to go give a five-star review and tell us which one you liked the best. And, and don't try to look subscribe. for me on the Danny Phantom websites. I I don't remember my username, but I, I might look it up now just so I can, just so I can recall. I know we, we said we fixed the social clip in like the first five minutes of this, and I think I might have to rethink that. I might have to put two out. I might have to I might have to pull the Danny Phantom fan page out. Just because that's like I mean, that's the craziest thing I've I love hey. that show growing up. Great show, everyone. Great show. Yeah, I have it all on DVD. Okay, good night. <laughs> See you. <ya. laughs>